This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Newegg. Whether you're uh, building a new computer or upgrading an existing one, assuming maybe you have a laptop that has the ability to upgrade the RAM or <laughs> hard drive, or you've got a PC that you need a new video card, uh, all of that is available from Newegg and a wide variety. And the thing that I find most interesting is their daily deals. The They've been doing some really interesting stuff. Right now, they've got a, uh, a really powerful gaming PC that's normally $22.49 on a daily deal for $16.49, which, you know, that's a huge savings. Uh, but it changes every day. Monitors, PCs, and sometimes you'll find uh, weird stuff like a bread maker. And I'm not making that up. That's on there right now. All of that is available by going to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. I love that there's a bread maker on here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Abram, you're making some noise. Some noise usually means that you've got something to show us. Yes. So, so I present to you an intriguing device. <laughs> Intriguing is the, are the words I will use. Is the word I will use this, which the color is not quite coming through. Uh, how nice it looks on uh, on the camera, but this is the Samsung Galaxy Book Two Two and One. It comes with the keyboard, which is just like the Surface detachable keyboard. Okay. Uh, it comes with a stylus. Although I must say, no, this is not the stylus it comes with. Sorry. It comes with a stylus that is about that size, but is completely plastic, not metal. This is actually like the good surface pen. Um, and uh, it's $999 and uh, it's coming out November 2nd. Now, those are the, the most basic facts that what makes this uh, two in one stand out is it is the first tablet to hit the market or the first two-in-one, the first device to hit the market, at least as far as we know and in the U.S., uh, with the Qualcomm Snapdragon 850 processor. Uh, so, it, and, But it is running Windows. So it is Windows on ARM. Uh, now, folks may remember back in not that long ago, in the spring, the first Windows on ARM laptops came out, and they were powered by another Qualcomm chip, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 835. This is the 850, so it's supposed to be faster and fix and deal with some of the problems that the 835 had. So what's what were the problems and did it fix them? Well, the promise of these Snapdragon computers, which uh, which Qualcomm calls always always connected PCs, and they say always connected because they have built-in 4G, and uh, they wake from sleep pretty fast. Uh, and so the idea, and they also use, uh, have uh, Microsoft's uh, connected connected standby, although so do several Windows laptops. So, I mean, as, I'm sorry, several Intel-powered Windows laptops. Um, so, um, and they're, they're powered by, by Qualcomm. Now, it's great that Qualcomm is getting into the PC business because that brings a new level of competition to uh, the duopoly of Intel and AMD, uh, although it's 
as a duopoly, Intel actually has a much, much larger share, but AMD, you know, AMD still makes a fair number, their fair number of, of x86 chips. Uh, so uh, the fact that Windows now runs on these processors is, is great, uh, but there's a limitation. Because these processors were made to were our, our ARM um, and not x86, which is the type of processor that Intel and AMDs are, they can't they have to run an emulation mode to run regular Windows 32 apps. And what's a regular Windows 32 app for those who don't know? It's any program that you don't download from the Windows Store. If you downloaded it from a, from somebody's website and you clicked an installer and it installed, then that is a Win32 app, and that is not and that has to be run through emulation. So there are a lot of issues with the performance of those apps. Uh, so one so for example, Chrome browser, the most popular browser in the world, uh, is not in the Windows Store. So it has to be run in emulation. And guess what? It's sluggish. So um, when I run now, it was much worse on the 35. But I'll tell you, uh, running with about a little over a dozen tabs open and, um, and a YouTube video playing, there was a lot of lag. And like the video could be okay, but then if I click to change tabs, uh, that it would take like two or three seconds for the tab to redraw now. And then a couple of times switching back and forth too quickly between things, the system would like freeze for a few seconds. So, you know, that can happen on any computer that's overwhelmed, but, uh, this was overwhelmed on edge, uh, on the edge browser, which is, you know, uh, designed to work with these processors. It was a little bit better. Uh, didn't really freeze, but it, you know, redrawing was still a little slow. And then keep in mind that this thousand dollar laptop has four gigs of RAM and a 128 gigabyte uh, storage drive. So not exactly high end high end specs to go with this processor that already is having trouble because a lot of things run through emulation. Right. Um, and then and then there's some things that you just can't run at all because they're not available. This cannot run 64-bit apps. So Photoshop, any kind of Photoshop or Photoshop elements um, is 64-bit. There is in the Windows Store, the I think it's Photoshop Express, which is a free sort of really neutered editor. Uh, so you could run that, but you, know, you, can't, you can't run like the, the, the paid stuff. Um, there, I, I like to use, need to use, uh, for work, an app, a VPN client called OpenVPN. Mm -hmm. OpenVPN cannot run on this. OpenVPN has a 32-bit version, but it installs its own little uh, driver. And the, a lot of most drivers, for software drivers like that, not compatible with, uh, with, with the Qualcomm processor. So it just won't install. So... There's while there's a uh, while the Windows Store has gotten better and there's a lot more stuff you can download download from it. Um, there's still a lot of limitations with with this now. So you've got this meh performance at best at best with like apps that work well on it. You've got but you do have some wonderful things about the hardware. 
this screen is an OLED screen and it is absolutely beautiful. It is 200%. It covers 200% of the sRGB gamut. This keyboard here that comes with it, unlike the Surface Pro where you have to pay under $29 extra, is actually really good. Like it, it it's pretty snappy. Nice. Uh, and it comes with a stylus. Uh, and the cameras, you know, I don't know how many people are taking photos with their with their tablet. Cameras are pretty good too. Uh, the eight megapixel rear camera took really nice pictures. The five megapixel front camera was better than pretty much any webcam I've used built in on anything. Nice. So it gets a lot of, uh, you know, the sound is pretty good. It gets a lot of things right. The battery life is okay, but not the level that you would expect from one of these Qualcomm chips that, you know, they promised, you know, over 20 hours of battery life and right, this got, right. uh, well, I don't know if they said over 20 for this, but various times they promised a ridiculous amount of battery life from these Qualcomm processors. This lasted 10 hours on our battery test. Uh, so the problem here is what this cannot possibly be, uh, they're not marketing it as a secondary device. So if someone from Samsung were here or, or Qualcomm or Microsoft, they would probably say, no, this is meant, this is, a, you know, someone could use this as their only computer. I disagree. I think the only way that you could ha you buy this device is if it's not your only computer and you have a good computer waiting for you at home. You, mm. you know, if you've got a desktop waiting for you at home and you need something to take with you on the train every day, to, uh, you know, to do some writing and review some web pages or whatever, uh, you know, this could fill that job. Uh, but would you fill that job for a thousand dollars? Right. Would you spend a thousand dollars on a secondary device? Uh, if you say, well, wait a second, not everybody cares about performance as much as you, Abram, you, you're editor for Tom's hardware. Of course you care. You know, what about, what about, what about my mom? Listen, I, I, I couldn't disagree with that more. People who are not the most tech savvy or not the most, um, you know, into performance per se have the least amount of patience for things uh, that don't work. Yes. That that's where, that's where people get it wrong every time. Listen, my mom is not going to use handbrake to compress, to com to transcode. And <laughs> you know, now, I now I should take the like the say what I'm talking about. I talk about my mom because it used to be when I was growing up, and you know people always say, well, will that work for my mom? Now you know we've got generations of people who are very computer literate who are people's mothers. So let's so when I say my mom, I mean someone who did not grow who who is in their 70s or 80s and did not grow up with computers uh, and is a bit and can use them, but is not it's not technically astute even after using them for a long a number of years. Sure. Um, so, you know, when I talk about that, like my mom would not, you know, would not need fantastic performance. She would not be playing, you know, she would not be playing high end game, you know, Witcher on here. She would not be, uh, transcoding a video on here. Uh, but you know what she would be doing? She would be surfing the web and she would be writing documents. Mm -hmm. And when and when she was clicking on things and something didn't happen for five seconds, she would think something was really broken. She wouldn't say, oh, this is an ARM processor, so I guess I have to live with some lag. Right. People who don't know 
a lot as much about technology have less tolerance for poor performance mm -hmm. because they don't expect it and they don't know why it's happening so they can't excuse it you know right. that's why i can getting back to the earlier part of our show have a five dollar computer here and i know that it's not going to run stuff super well when i'm browsing the web on it because it's a five dollar computer right but if i gave this to my mother she would not take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. She would, if she clicks an icon and something does not start loading immediately, she would start clicking it again because she doesn't, she thinks that it's not working. Right. Cause she expects things to work. So you just described so, my mom. That was so funny, but I'm not, I don't, I don't blame them. Like you should expect things to work. So, we should never we I just want to break that paradigm that people have that yeah. people who are not as tech savvy or not as tech enthusiastic as, say, someone like me don't care about performance. They they don't care about doing things that require necessarily right. pushing your computer to its limit. Right. They're not going to overclock. They're not. But they care about doing deeply. things. They're not doing things like, you know, my machine in the in the office has been running its eight cores at a hundred percent capacity for the last two hours rendering video, but they're not doing stuff like that, but they do expect they see other people double click a thing and a thing happens. And when it doesn't do that for them, they don't understand. They think that they've missed something or that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I have to tell you, I took this, $999 computer and I put it side by side with its number one competitor, the Surface, the Surface Pro 6, uh, which actually does not cost that much more than this and could cost about the same depending on what you configure it with. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the Surface Pro 6 with a Core i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM and a one, and on 128 SSD, which is a real SSD. This uses, uh, I think it's called EUFS uh, that EUFS file system, which is not uh, EUFS storage, the same kind that's in cell smartphones, so not quite as fast as a real SSD. Um, so you can get all of you can get that Surface for nine hundred dollars. Now nine hundred dollars comes without the keyboard. So figure another one hundred twenty nine dollars for the keyboard. Now you're up to ten twenty nine, and if you want the pen, which you could live without, but let's say you want the pen because you get it with this for free. That will be eleven twenty. You'll be spending one hundred twenty nine dollars more to get a Surface with the same keyboard and pen, and yet you'd be getting eight gigs of RAM. You'd be getting much, much, much better performance. Now you wouldn't get the built in four G, which uh, you know is nice, is very nice to have, but I think most people would rather tether it to their phone and get and and have web pages load quickly because uh -huh. because the web browser is not being overwhelmed by the the processor can't handle the load or it's out of ram uh because you've got 10 tabs open so you know i think uh i th i think this is you know i would not recommend somebody buy this if it were let's say on some somebody gave it to you for free or it was on sale for 5 600 dollars you might make a case that like, wow, the screen is really nice. Uh, I could use this as a secondary device. That's where the Surface Go fits in, mm -hmm. which is like a starts at four hundred dollars and is ten inches and 
frankly, that should probably not be anyone's main computer either. It's not, it's not very powerful. It at least can run everything because it uses an Intel processor, but you know, it's 10 inches, which is not adult sized for, 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 for regular everyday use. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and it's got a low power processor. So, you know, there's a market of these devices that are secondary devices. Uh, but my question, my question to the manufacturers and to our listeners is like, who's it for? Would, how much would you pay for a second computer when you, uh, because you would not be happy if you bought these as your main computer Mm -hmm. and for, for less money, you could get something better. Like if you don't want a two in one and you like a thousand, $999 is all you have to spend and you can't spend the extra $1,100 to get a surface pro you could buy like a Dell XPS 13. You could buy, uh, you know, a bend back two in one or something that is much more powerful than this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just, I cannot foresee a situation where somebody could, would use this as their primary computer. And so, you know, who, who wants it as their secondary computer? And if you want it as your secondary to spend a thousand dollars on your secondary computer, then you must have enough money to spend another hundred dollars and get the surface pro. So like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't quite get it, but it seems like there's a trend now of things that are, that are sort of secondary devices that are expensive. This, uh, this, this same week we saw, uh, Lenovo's new yoga book, mm-hmm. which had, does not have a real keyboard. It has an e-ink keyboard that is completely flat and has no tactile feedback whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's made for note taking because you can it's made for note taking and it's a thousand starts. It's a starts a thousand dollars. Well, again, note taking is great, Would but that's not going to be your only computer, probably. So are you going to spend a thousand dollars on a note taking computer? Right. I don't know. That's my two cents. Yeah, that we. It's, it seems like a device that exists for technology's sake and not necessarily for um, for any particular consumer. It it definitely seems bizarre. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, oh, I mean, I, I've asked around and people are like, oh, what about it? Corporate executives. If you're a corporate executive, you're not getting, like, first of all, your company's probably going to push you to get whatever the business gets. And businesses mm-hmm. buy debt. By by Dell, Lenovo, HP, or right. maybe sometimes Apple. Right. So, you know, that's this is not going to be what they they don't they're not going to equip the office with Samsungs and then give the executive the high end one, um, like they do with let's say Dells, where maybe executive might get like the XPS 13, while the the while the the proletariat gets like the <laughs> the latitude, the clunky 15 inch latitude that nobody wants, or you know, um, or the Lenovo, where maybe the executive gets like the X one yoga and the, the, uh, the, the, the line workers get like, you know, a T T four eighty or something. But, but like, you know, so, and also if you're an executive, I guess that means that you're getting the most expensive stuff just, just cause the company's paying for it. So you're going to get something fancier than this, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get, you're going to find, you're going to get, Maybe you'll get a Surface Book, right? You know, like you're gonna get something that's that that runs. You're certainly not going to want to compromise on performance. 
You know, yeah. Even if you're an executive that doesn't know what you're doing, you're st- you're gonna be you're gonna be calling. If I was IT department, I wouldn't let you because you're gonna be calling me saying, "Hey, I tried to install this program and it didn't work." Uh huh. Or, "Hey, the company's VPN doesn't work on this thing because it only runs 32-bit apps." Mm-hmm. So like, I I don't see who it's for. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously you have one, so that means that uh, we're probably gonna be either going to be or have already heard something official on it from you? Yes. Our review went up on Friday. Excellent. I should say that. I sh- I, yes. My review is on tomshardware.com. And despite the fact that I told you I don't recommend it, uh, there's still some interesting things to read about it Sure. and, and the technology behind it. So uh, I do encourage people uh, to check out my review on tomshardware.com of the Samsung Galaxy Book 2. Fantastic. Well, um Always appreciate uh, info on devices like this, especially Bizarro World devices where I, interestingly, I'm doing a review right now on a product that I don't understand why it exists. So I totally, I totally get it. You're like, I don't get it, but I get why. I get why Qualcomm wants to make PCs. Uh-huh. I get why people are interested. I am interested in seeing Qualcomm make a successful PC that runs all my apps. Absolutely. But if you're coming into the market with something that is kind of has some issues because it can't run everything, don't make it more expensive than stuff that has no issues. Mm-hmm. Come into the market with a humble price point because you know that people are having to take a risk on your technology and take a and and and, and are going to have to live with drawbacks. That's like the Chromebooks. Now they have high-end Chromebooks, which I also don't understand. Uh, but at least when the technology was getting started, and for most people who buy Chromebooks, it's two, three, four hundred dollars tops. Yeah, it's cheap because they know, hey, this doesn't do everything that a full-fledged PC does. Therefore, yeah. we won't ask people to pay as much for it. Right. Now, granted, they use some fancy components, but that's like putting a gold golden chassis on a Yugo engine. Like, it's still <laughs> not performing. So, like, I don't care if you tell me, oh, I have to charge you $1,000 because it costs so much money to put the OLED screen in it, and it costs so much money to make it in this form factor, and you don't understand this we're not you know making a little big margin off of this good for you but this is business not charity consumers don't grade on a curve they don't come and say oh it cost you $800 so i guess i should just pay you 1000 for it like it doesn't matter how much it costs you it matters to make it it matters what the value is to me and the value of a secondary device is for most people not $1000 yeah for sure well Love the perspective, um, having been down the arm road, not quite the same way, but I can definitely, oh, I can commiserate. Um, thank you for, for bringing this thing and, uh, definitely people go check out, uh, check out the full review. 